What is good everybody and welcome to Between Frets, a space where female musicians meet and discuss all things music. Sean and Sean here and we have a great, actually uh, amazing show for you today. Um, speaking of which, I want to talk about the election. Congratulations to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for winning the presidential and the vice presidential uh, election. Is everybody, even my partners, um, was talking about it, testing about it. We were so happy that they won. We, 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 we was very excited. We was nervous in our pants, trying to wait for other states to finish counting the votes. But we finally got the winning slot. Finally got. Finally got. Thank God. <laughs> um, second of all, I've been doing very well. Um, um, Kids are now back in school. Parents, I know you're happy. The hybrid school. Kids only going to probably like about one to two days a week. And at least need the time for them to be out the house and us having peace and quiet. That's amazing. <laughs> it's the first day. My son went back to school today and and now both kids are gone. I guess peace and quiet. I got a lot of stuff done and I'm happy about it. And also I have new gear. Um here, this is it. This is um, a TCL Con Voice Live 3 Extreme. I got this last week and um, I did an unboxing video of that. So make sure you follow me on all my social medias. You know, when that video came out, there will be a video of me performing that pretty soon. Um, so make sure you follow that and you'll know when. Um, those videos is going to pop up so that um anything else um the holidays are coming up too soon and too fast waiting for first it's like almost close to thanksgiving now it's like freaking almost close to be christmas it's oh god christmas it's too soon but if you're still looking for you know a special gift for your fellow female musician strings make sure you go to our website at fretsisters.com and go to our merch store. We have everything like hoodies, shirts, socks, <laughs> mugs, <laughs> and stuff to, to you know for your special gift and special someone that you know that or you want to take a piece of that for the holiday season. So we have been working very hard for season four. And um, we've been getting doing a lot of interviews and a lot of video uh, video interviews lately. And, and so far, there is some kinks. We still getting it there. Um, everything else just to make this better for us. So if y'all have any suggestions or anything like that, um, make sure you email us at fretsistersmusic at gmail.com or DM us in our social media at fretsisters on IG or Facebook. And we will definitely will take your suggestions to heart a little bit more because um, we trying to do a lot of things and better things to take the up next uh, level, not only for the podcast, but our brand in general. And um, I'm very stoked. I'm very excited um, for our guest today. Um, she's, uh, she's a violinist. She's former Miss Black America in Pennsylvania. Um, she's a singer, songwriter, rapper, and a good friend of mine from Philly. Uh, her name is Simone, Summer Jordan. And when we come back, 
I will be sitting down and talking with her and also she will grace dark screen with a special performance as well so we'll be right back and keep watching and we are back my guest today she is a singer rapper violinist a former miss black america pennsylvania uh and uh entrepreneur Gotta get, yeah. gotta get the boss, the boss queen up in here from Philly, um, who shares her story through her music and many talents that she owns. And everybody, please welcome the lovely Summer Jordan. Hi. How are you? I'm good in yourself. I am doing wonderful. I'm glad that I finally get a chance to talk with you. We've been like knowing each other for like about a year. Yes. On, on Facebook and we never get a chance to finally meet and we finally get to virtually meet instead yes. of in person with this whole COVID crap. <laughs> so I know 2020 has been like really bad for mostly all musicians because everything's been put up to a pause. So right. I, I, I like to like check in with everyone and see how what they've been doing to keep our minds and our creativity insane due to this whole pandemic so can you like tell us what have you been doing to keep your mindset insane um so at the peak of covid um like once i settled down from you know working and going outside interacting with people every day um i just started doing a bunch of lives i started going on Facebook Live, I started doing Instagram. At the time I was single, I'm now in a COVID couple uh, relationship type thing <laughs> um, with my pianist boyfriend. But um, yeah, I just started going on people's lives and a friend of mine that I had met through a dating app, um, they had added a live feature. It was a dating app called Plenty of Fish and they had added a live stream and so um, I discovered the guy named Logic and he basically turned his live into a virtual jam session slash talent show. And so he had women and men coming in his live and you know, it no longer became focused on looking for love, but looking for, you know, talent. And so um, I started doing those lives and um, just connecting with him. He plays keys and he's a saxophonist. And so, you know, expanding my circle virtually, I came across a woman um, on his live and then she started couch concerts. So then I started doing couch concerts from home where it would just be a setup like this. And then I would do maybe two or three songs and then it would go on to the next artist. So um, just connecting with musicians virtually definitely helps me to stay sane because like I was a regular at open mics and you know spoken word and things like that so it's, it's a bit hard for me to you know sit home and not be able to go to my my routine jam sessions but um you know watching you know live concerts on YouTube has really helped as well well I heard you have like a, a you said you have a, a boyfriend that's a musician right? Yes. I got a boyfriend that's a musician. Team musician couples. <laughs> so um, let's just start here. Like um, what influenced you to pick up the violin and, and just share, use your talent in the violin to share your story through um, hip hop or anything like that? 
so um, originally I was a drummer and I started on African percussion um, way before I even thought about violin. And I had transferred schools in second grade. I went to JS Jenks in Chestnut Hill where I was born. And um, they had this dumb rule where you couldn't be a drummer unless you were in the fourth grade. And so I was only in, in the second, so, um, and I was new to the school, so I didn't really know where to go as far as expressing myself musically because that's what I had honed in on, you know, my gym bass, my cowbells, my agogo, all that stuff. And um, my late mom, she actually suggested the violin and I didn't know really what it was, um, but I knew like that she had talked about it. And so when I went to class the one day, I, I, you know, because she brought it up, I thought she signed me up for the class. She didn't, but my teacher still took the time out to teach me. And, um, you know, it's just awesome. And she was, you know, a, a black and Asian woman. So just the fact to have, you know, a woman of color be my first representation of um, a stringed instrument was really, really powerful um, representation for me at that time. It's good to have us Black women to look up other Black women as representation of certain areas that you really don't see um, us Black women do. And, right. and like with you, with Violet, you had that first person to inspire you and motivate right. you to pick up that violin and just share your feelings with it. It's like having right. a conversation with it. Right. Um, so the language yes it's a special love is a music's a very universal thing yes <laughs> um my next question is that um about the pageant circuit like how yeah. like your experience with that like how did you that journey how you started that journey so basically everything is tied to music um i did a contest um well let me let me backtrack so i was homeless at the end of my junior year of high school and um, this woman had came up to me and my partner at the time and asked us, uh, you know, we used to shoot for together. And so she asked, you know, which one of us wanted a violin that she had had shelved for a hundred years and it was in her family, but nobody played. And she was like, you know, I really don't want this instrument to sit here any longer. It belongs to my late grandmother, you know, in the 1800s. I just really wanted it to be played until, you know, it needs to go into a museum because it can't be played anymore. And so I really wanted it. And then, so she had given it to me um, and it just became a beautiful, you know, connection and relationship between me and this lady through an instrument. You know, I became part of the family. And so um, fast forward to the, the competition that I had did that led me to the pageant. Um, WDAS radio station and the Dell Music Center had uh, joined forces to do a, a competition called Singing Under the Stars. And originally it was for vocalists. I can sing, I sing rap and write but I played my 200 year old violin and um, you know, not really thinking much of it, just doing it because my aunt suggested it and I was like gonna check it out. Um, but definitely felt like a fish out of water because you know, all the singers all together and I'm just kind of, you know, with my instrument, but they called my name as the contest winner. And so I was like, I was shocked a little bit and um, they ended up giving me $500. I opened up for Sheila E and Larry Graham's concert that summer. And then I also um, won an opportunity to compete in the National Miss Black America co uh, competition uh, pageant. And that was the first thing, you know, I ever done um, as far as pageantry, you know, you as a, as a young girl, you kind of practice in the mirror, um, you know, posing and modeling and stuff, you know, just mimicking what you see in the media. But um, for me, I'm actually really short, I'm five, four and a half. 
and you know being one of the smallest out of my four uh, siblings it, it really was kind of um, far-fetched for me to consider myself a model or you know model model-esque or whatever and so when I did the competition I placed and you know it was just awesome to um, have the feedback from not only the pageant judges and the people involved but also my pageant sisters it was a very positive pageant experience for me unlike competing in several other you know things that I had done after pageantry had opened me up to you know modeling and all that that you know that comes along with that lifestyle um, but yeah it all opened up through violin it all opened up through music and just willing being willing to be different you know violin is not something that people see a young black girl doing um, especially in the way that I express myself you know I'm classically trained but I'm a little ratchet too so you know yeah. they weren't, <laughs> they weren't used to me playing um, you know hip-hop and R&B and neo soul they weren't used to hearing that and hearing it done well so um, that that has you know worked in my favor for the past couple of years. Man, that was a testimony. You told me um, you had a testimony, and I think I saw you perform one time a year ago, um, mm -hmm. and you were selling your a testimony about you being homeless. Yes. Um, did did music really save your life from that too? Yes, it did. It definitely kept me sane. Um, I always tell people homelessness is definitely more mental than physical. Um, and, you know, I had never reached the level of homelessness because there's different stages of homelessness. You know, I was at the level of couch surfing, but, you know, after that, then it's the streets. But I had never reached a level, um, you know, of being actually on the streets. You know, I always had a roof over my head, but I was in and out of shelters and group homes. I had to move every 21 days when I was homeless because I refused to sign in with DHS. Um, I'm a scholar, I'm an urban scholar. Um, my mom has kept me in several academic programs. Uh, since I was probably in the sixth grade. I've been looking at colleges since the sixth grade. My grandmother was a teacher for over 30 years. And so education, you know, came first. Um, so I never, you know, missed school during that period. I even graduated, you know, college and I got scholarships and funding to go to school. You know, NBC News had did a story on me because I got, I had gotten three scholarships from them. Um, so I never played about my education and, you know, um, music definitely got me into um, some scholarship money as far as high school and, you know, not necessarily college, but just diversifying my resume enough for them to take me seriously and consider me as a student. Um, but yeah, during that time, it definitely saved me. I actually ended up getting an opportunity where I um, auditioned for Charlie Mack. If anybody uh, doesn't know who he is, he's uh, Will Smith's old bodyguard. And so he does this thing in Philly. Uh, he used to do it every year, but it's called um, Party for Peace. And so he'll have several different rappers and R&B artists, celebrities come, and they're usually at Penn's Landing and they'll do a free concert for the entire city to come and basically promote um, nonviolence and stopping gun violence um, because it's so heavily, it so heavily impacts urban communities and people of color. So um, I auditioned for that and that actually came through my social worker at the group home I was staying at. And so um, she was a big part, a big key in getting me that opportunity. And, you know, she would see me go and she perform and I would come back and I would have hundreds of dollars some days and I would, uh, or some weeks I would accumulate hundreds of dollars and I would give it to my social workers to one count it with me and then to show them that I was 
I was bringing in the income also for them to hide it in the house because, um, you know, I had to share a room with several other girls. I didn't want them to steal, you know, the money I had worked so hard for. Um, so they would, you know, cooperate with me in that sense. But it, it began to uh, kind of get out of hand because I was making so much money from street performing regularly. And I had went to Performing Arts High School, also known as Cap Up. That's where Boys and Men came out of, Music Soul Child, Jazz and Sullivan, the whole nine. And so um, I, you know, became accustomed to street performing every day after school since I'm right there in, in Center City. And it just became, you know, my routine, my, my daily ritual after school. Go street perform, then go home. And so, um, yeah, they actually thought that me street performing was a cover up for prostitution because I was making so much. And wow. they didn't believe, they didn't believe that a young, they'd never seen anybody that had did what I was doing. So they didn't believe that a young black girl like myself was going out with this violin and making this much of a, a you know, come up. And um, I had a permit from the city that I had to present to them every month uh, to prove that I was not selling my body, but in fact, you know, sharing my, my music, you know. Yeah, that is wonderful. I really like that story. Um, I know that me as a guitarist and you as a violinist, we kind of have like certain different ways of how we practice. Yeah. Um, so can you like explain to us about your practice routine and like how do you be get that much that that talent that you have now? How do you get to that level that you are right now? Um, I say it comes from just jamming. I don't really have like a, a disciplined practice. I kind of just play what I feel at the moment. And then um, also teaching helps me to practice oddly enough, um, because when I'm working with violinists, I just started teaching, I refuse to teach, first of all. Um, I had a teacher from the Philadelphia Orchestra named Daniel Hahn, and he was a first violinist last stand. And um, he had taught me for a few weeks, but at the time I was homeless, so I had to stop. But I had gotten so much negative feedback from the classical community about where I was musically that it discouraged me from teaching. And so I had never wanted to mess anybody up, you know, fundamentally, because, you know, you start violin wrong, it's kind of hard to unlearn it. Um, and, you know, learning from the public school system, you know, is so overpopulated, there's not really enough room and space and time for you to get that one-on-one -on -one unless you really invest in it outside of school. And so I, had, I, you know, shied away from it, but I recently started teaching. I teach every Wednesday. Um, one of them is my mentee, and um, she's also a rapper, a philanthropist, and she's Little Miss Black America. Okay. And um, yeah, I had gotten her into Kappa as well, did all her high school recommendation letters, even donated her a brand new violin from someone at my church. Um, so I really tried to take people under my wing, you know, when I can. One of my students is my roommate, and another one found me on Let Go. Uh, I put up an ad and so teaching them they're all at different skill sets different levels some are beginners some you know have some years in um, but it helps me to walk through processes that I do naturally and put names and um, techniques to it so uh, teaching is actually very uh, very um, necessary uh, if you don't have a disciplined practicing regimen um, but yeah when I practice I basically just find songs that speak to me. Um, and by speak to me, I mean, they like they, they might physically resonate with me. 
um, meaning I can kind of like feel it in my chest. I know this is like weird description, but I can kind of like feel it. I can like connect with it, but I can also like literally feel the notes. And so um, if it kind of tugs at my heartstrings, then I know that's a song that I need to learn. And I know that that's a song that's gonna touch somebody. So, um, and I've, I've played songs that aren't even gospel songs and have had people, you know, impact it in ways I wouldn't even describe, you know, experience in church kind of, kind of, uh, um, in better words, experiencing that on the streets. Um, I remember one time I was playing uh, Don't Judge Me by Chris Brown and um, I can kind of like read people that come up to me because you know you draw different people and you kind of know like who's having a bad day or whatever. And this one girl, like literally, I played her into tears to this one song by Chris Brown. And you know, just just having that connection with another human being, you know, shows you a different side of humanity and how you can become a bridge um, to bringing people together through music and basically helping people, you know, express what they've been carrying around a, on a day-to-day basis. Cause you know, you in the city, you just are so fast paced. You don't take the time to really engage like you should. And music does that. It draws people in and then draws things out from both of you guys' um, walks of life that you can use to connect on. Mm, I'm trying not to cry. Cause I messed <laughs> up my makeup in a second. Cause your story is very inspiring. And like when I first like, read you on Facebook when we first started talking it's just like it's like when I saw some of the videos that you play um mm-hmm. I literally cried and yeah, I, I get that response a lot I usually don't cry but, but 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 when you play and you put a lot of feeling in your heart and soul when you play even you might feel like you might be crying you playing you sharing your pain to people because people might feel your pain and I actually you felt my pain I felt mm-hmm. your pain so much I'm trying not to cry because it was so it was so touching for me because it kind of almost like hit home for me with your story it yep. almost did um yep. so do you have any advice to any like young or old that is wants to start out with uh, music that especially in this industry with customers women with the standards that they have and stuff right. like that do you have any advice on how to make it do it right so we I literally had just talked about this with um, my boyfriend and another um, artist and you know we were talking about how to get uh, creatives um, who are dormant active or activated and so um I feel like everybody has a level of creativity and there's a quote, I don't know who says it, but it basically says something like, you know, as a child to adulthood, you unlearn creativity. And I wholeheartedly believe that um, because a lot of things are suppressed, especially with them trying to take arts out of the school. But I do believe in impartation. And so I believe if you want to become something or you want to activate something that has not been active within yourself, such as creativity, you have to be surrounded by people who are doing what you aspire to do. Um, Even if you are unsure of what type of art you want to get involved in, um, just surround yourself and try to get hands on. Um, I've done several things. I crochet. um, I did painting at one point. I did pottery and ceramics at one point. I've literally tried a little bit of everything that there is, including writing. I have a book pending. Um, I used to write letters to God. So I took that and, you know, formulated it into a book. 
And so I think, you know, also um, an exercise that we did, uh, I have a background in entrepreneurial studies from Eastern University. One exercise we would do is we would have an idea journal. And so we would sit down and you would have to have by the end of the week over a hundred ideas that you jotted down. Mm. And so I think just getting your creative uh, muscle exercise in those ways would definitely help you to find one where you would like to go, but also praying because like the Bible says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So not only are you, you know, getting your hands in several different things and sampling in, in the sense of which art you're interested in, but also asking God to show you which one or which ones, because I don't believe, you know, I think that's a lie when people say you have to find one thing and focus on that. I think that's a lie because I believe that there are people with multiple abilities and multiple talents and multiple interests. And so, you know, there may be one leading source of income, but ultimately, once you get that up and running, the other stuff will come eventually. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that is amazing right there. You mentioned crochet. Yes. You know, in my research, you have a business called Crochet Couture. Can you tell us couture a little bit about crochet. that? Yeah, Couture Crochet? Yes. Yes, Couture Crochet. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that? So basically, Couture Crochet came about um, I actually have been crocheting longer than I've been playing violin. I've been playing violin for 19 years and I'm 25 going on 26 next month. And so um, I started in uh, uh, Girl Scouts and I didn't go past a brownie, but uh, <laughs> uh, they had us crocheting and I didn't really quite get it because we had to make like, I think cup holders or something or like, I don't even know what we were making, but I couldn't get the, the pattern of like going around. So mine kind of came out like a sock. And then um, I, I was going to the Boys and Girls Club around the corner from my house. And I had a teacher who was very creative. I mean, her name was Miss Fina. Uh, she's no longer with us, but she was like a huge pillar for getting me involved in dance. She taught me jazz, tap, um, and crochet. And eventually, you know, once she showed me how to make certain things, one of the first things I did as an entrepreneur would do is I would sell my products to people at the Boys and Girls Club, like parents, their kids, whoever, and try to make a come up off of that. Um, so yeah, that, that's basically where that started. And then um, it just became another stream of income and also another stream of me expressing myself. And it also keeps me calm. Um, you know, some people get stressed out, but once you practice enough to the point where you don't have to really think about it, you just kind of go, it's all muscle memory, it's very relaxing. You know, I've been called an old lady, but I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. Like right now I have like tons of yarn, like I have pillows that I'm working on, as you can see, like this oh. is like, it's called like royal velvet or something like that. So this is like a pillowcase I'm working on. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man, I, I I used to crochet too. So I, I haven't crocheted in a while. I'm trying to get back on in. When I saw some of the pictures that you did with all the, the clothes that you have crochet, I was like, you can do all that in yours. <laughs> yeah, you can do it all. You can make bathing suits. Some people make lingerie, sweaters. Yeah. Bathing suits. Yes. Like you can actually yes. get it wet in the water. Yes, and there, there's a girl um, named Amani, and um, she's she's well known on the internet, and she's from Philly. I think she went to Cheney, and um, she's she's a well known crocheter, and I look up to her a lot. You know, I'm so jealous because I'm like I can't really like think how she thinks, but um, she actually got her bathing suit and um, matching scarf on Cardi B. Ooh. Yeah, so it's it's like a big deal, you know, the crochet, you know, the crochet trend, and like the chunky knitting. 
you know, people make the chunky blankets and the hats, you know, so it's just a wave. <laughs> yeah, I need to get back on there because I have a sewing machine and I upcycle stuff and change it to different things. Yes, yes. So I try to do a lot of things like making purses out of old jeans or something like that. Yes, I love that. Yeah, because I was trying to do something too with the, because I love fashion and I'm a laid back type of chick. I like urban streetwear. Okay. Yeah. I wear jeans like 24 seven. Okay. Yes. I'm not wearing jeans. And I, and I'm also assessed with Asian culture and I want to fuse that and the urban streetwear together. And, and I'm still trying prep, finding different fabrics and researching. If you them. need some models, let me know. My boyfriend is black and Korean. What? And yeah, and so his dad, his his uh, he just lost his his grandmother, but she was the Korean side. They're from South Korea, and um, you know his dad is is weird. His dad is black and Korean, but he looks like Barack Obama. What? <laughs> I think I and, saw him a little bit when you went live last last. Yeah, time. He, he he was peeping through the camera. <laughs> yes, yes, that's Josh. So he's um that's the classical pianist, but he's also a sound engineer. So we have you know the classy side but we also have the ratchet side because he you know I, I rap too so he's been helping me come out with my different songs and you know it's been it's been awesome you know working with uh, another artist. collaborations you know I'm here we, we're not yes. far from each other I have yes. a studio in my house same I'm trying to build one out of my closet I'm like gonna change the door out and everything yeah I will send you a picture of what my new expanded studio look like because that's where I'm at right now okay and my boyfriend is also uh, an engineer he also plays bass. He okay. he's plays piano as well. So it's kind of like we went around the same circles. Yes. <laughs> so since you got your little precious baby out there, can you um, want to um, play a little something, you know, show our listeners and our viewers. Now we're in video, your yes. talents. One more thing I'd like to share before I play. So I'm gonna play the song that I played that got me Miss Black America and won me the talent competition once I did Miss Black America. But um, real quick, I have pink hair. So you'll notice I go through a variety of different colors, but every October, um, since your background is pink and my shirt is pink, um, I just wanted to dedicate this interview to my late mother. Um, her name is Sarita Joy Jordan. She passed of metastatic breast cancer in 2016. And um, I just wanted to use that few seconds to just raise breast cancer awareness since it's still October um, and just encouraging those that still have it and um, who are in remission from it to, you know, just stay strong. You have pink co-survivors and cheerleaders rooting for you guys um, to keep fighting. So yeah, I just want to share that real quick, but I'm going to play um, Trey's song, Can't Be Friends. This is the song that kind of got me my foot in the door. Yeah, it led me to open it for the whispers and, you know, just a bunch of different people.
by Trey Songs. <laughs> oh my God, that is wonderful. Aww. Yeah. And right. I name all of my instruments. This is my first electric one. Um, her name is Ruby because her violin case is Ruby Red. So oh. I name all of them. Um, but this is my first wireless setup. So I'm trying to expand. Um, it's an instrument by Yamaha. Uh, they also make pianos, but uh, this is my first time experimenting with electric instruments. And uh, I think I really like this one. You know, I feel like that discount because it was it was a little it was a little pricey from um, from Sam Ash. It was like over six hundred dollars. But I love shopping on Facebook Market, and I found the same violin for four hundred and fifty from a um, pianist uh, from New York. That's a yeah. steal. That's a steal. right. <laughs> right. So can you tell our listeners where to find you on social media? Yes, you all can find me on Facebook. Um, my Facebook is Summer Jordan, or you can find me on my Instagram. And Summer is spelled S-O-M-E-R and Jordan like Michael B. Jordan, just so that you guys can find the right person. Um, <laughs> I usually have red hair, so it's the girl with the violin and the red hair. Um, also, you can find me on Instagram at S. J underscore sounds S O U N D S. Uh, also, I have uh, music coming out on my birthday, November 22nd, but I also have a single out right now called Psalms 23. It's a prophetic instrumental. Um, it's about 11 minutes long with just violin and piano. Um, and the pianist's name is um, Nathaniel Coe Third. He's well known for soaking prophetic worship um, instrumentals. So uh, check that out when you can. Well, there you have it, ladies and gents. Uh, thanks, Summer Jordan, for joining in with us. Uh, make sure you follow her on social media and check out her latest single and prepare to listen for her upcoming music on her birthday. Yay. And I can't wait yeah. to listen to it. because I'm welcome excited. to come through because I'm having a shindig at the house. So I'll, I'll send you some info if you're interested in coming. It's going to be a, a music video premiere, um, but I can't release anything else after that. I can't say anything else. This is a surprise. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I will be looking forward to it. So, well, there you have it. Um, make sure you follow us on Fret Sisters and Instagram, uh, Facebook, our website, fretsisters.com. Check out our merch and you get to listen and check out the latest episodes here. And until then, I am Shawnee Shorn and I hope to see you on the next episodes. Bye. Bye. Thank you.